me, have you? You've come for a visit. Well, let me get you something to eat. Let me get you something to drink. Oh, sit down, sit down. Sit, sit, sit. Oh, you are sitting down. <laughs> well, these old eyes of mine are not what they used to be. There used to be a time when my eyes were so perfect, so perfect that I could see. But that was before. That was a long time ago. Well, I have received quite a few visitors lately. I suppose they think that I am soon to die. <laughs> to dust you came and to dust you shall return. That is what God has said to Adam. That is what he said. Oh, I suppose my visitors want to know what it was like. They want to know what Adam and I have learned over these few hundreds of years. They want to know what it was like when the world was perfect, when there was no sin, no death, no growing old as I have done. They want to know what it was like when there was no sin. Uh, when Adam and I were when we, during the evening times, and it was dark, we would go and we would lay our heads on the, that belly of that big cat. I could still hear him purring. And we would look up at those beautiful stars. Oh, they were stunning. Beautiful. I know, I know, I know. They are still beautiful, but not like before. <laughs> not like before. Oh, I do love it when my children come to visit with me. I am getting old and tired these past few years. But God has given us this time to speak to them, to tell them what we have learned. And I pray that they will tell their children and, and they generation after generation will tell the things that Adam and I have learned for each and every person will suffer because of Adam and I's disobedience. And each and every generation will follow in their own sin nature. Oh, yes. Do I regret it? Oh, my, yes, I do. I certainly do. But then I am reminded of what God has done and what he will do in his love and his mercy. Oh, I know. You want me to continue? You want me to get on with it? All right, let's see. Where do I start? I should start at the very beginning of time. Well, now, Adam and I weren't around because we hadn't been created yet. But God has been. He has always been. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. There is no, he has no beginning and he has no end. I remember we used to walk in the garden with him and he would tell us how he created the world and everything in it. In the beginning God, the almighty, powerful, awesome God, he spoke and the world came into existence. He created the heavens and the earth. 
and there was a darkness over the face of the earth. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. <laughs> and God said that it was good. And then he separated the light from the darkness. The light he called day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning the first day. And then God said, let there be the expanse in the world. And let there be water above and a water below. Do you know what expanse is? Take a deep breath. It's the air we breathe. And it was evening and morning the second day. And then God said, let the water separate from the land. And he called the land earth and the waters he called the seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth the herbs and, and the plants and the fruit trees, each after their kind. And God saw that it was good. And it was, it was evening and morning the third day. And then God let the, he said, let there be the lights in the heaven. And he made two great lights, the sun to rule the day and, and the moon to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And God saw that it was good. And it was evening and morning the fourth day. And then God said, let the waters bring forth the living creatures, the great sea creatures and the little tiny ones. And, and the great winged creatures that fly above the earth and the little tiny winged creatures as well. And he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And he said, this is good. And it was evening and morning the fifth day. And then God said, let the, let the earth bring forth the living creatures, the cattle and, the, and the, everything that creeps upon the earth and all the creepy things. <laughs> and God saw that it was good. And he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And then God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness, and let them subdue the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over everything on the earth, and everything on the earth. For we were not like, we were not like the animals, for we were made in the image of God. And God saw that all that he had made, and he said, it is very and it was evening and morning the sixth day. Now it was on that seventh day when he finished everything that he had made. And God rested. <coughs> and God blessed the seventh day. And he made it holy. And then God, God, when he planted the garden, he made the trees to grow so beautiful and full of fruit. And the tree of life was there, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was there. And then he, from the dirt, he made Adam, and he breathed the breath of life into him, and he became a living soul. And then he placed him in the garden to care for it. And then he told him, he said, you can freely eat from any tree of the garden, but the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for the day that you eat it, you will surely die. And then God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helpmeet. And then he brought all the animals, the birds of the air and the animals of the land, for Adam to name. And he named every one of them. But for Adam, there was not, there was no one. 
And so God put Adam into a deep sleep and he slept. And from his womb, his side, he brought a rib and he fashioned a woman, D. <laughs> and when Adam woke, he brought me to Adam. God gave me to Adam as his wife, as his helpmate. I still, oh, and Adam, he took me by the hands. And he said, now, at last, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, for she is taken from man. Oh, I still remember the day that I laid eyes on Adam. <laughs> oh, he was handsome. <coughs> he was strong, yet gentle and loving and kind. He cherished me as his wife. He was a perfect man. I was the perfect woman. And then God said for the man to leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two became one. And we were naked and unashamed. And our hearts were joined together, and we served as one. Now, life was very good for us, so good. We lived in God's paradise. It was beautiful, perfect. All our needs were met. And we had sweet fellowship with God. And there was no sin, no death, no growing old. But it was in that garden that I heard the serpent speaking. And I listened. He said, did God really say that you can't eat from every tree of the garden? Oh, I said, God said that we can eat of any tree of the garden, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we cannot eat nor touch it or else we will die. Now, God never said not to touch it, so I added to God's word. And I lessened God's word for it. He said we could freely eat. And God, and we, I said we could eat. God said we could freely eat. I said we, could, we would die. God said you would surely die. But the servant didn't stop there. He continued. He wanted me to doubt God's word and to doubt God. He said, you will not die. For the day that you eat of that fruit, God knows you will be like him, knowing good and evil. And that's when I began to question God. <laughs> Why is he keeping us from this fruit? And I began to look at that fruit in a whole different way. Oh, it was beautiful. It looked delicious. It would make me wise. Oh, I could think of nothing but that fruit. And I thought, well, what would it hurt if I just picked it? Just picked it. And so I picked it. <laughs> Held it in my hands. Oh, it smelled. It was so, it smelled so delicious. <laughs> and then I began to reason my heart. I thought, well, one small bite won't hurt. So I raised that piece of fruit to my lips and I ate. I turned to Adam with the fruit still in my hand and he could see that a bite had been taken from it. Our eyes met and he said not a word between us and he cupped my hands in his and he raised that fruit to his lips and he did eat.
What had we done? What had we done? For our eyes were open and we were ashamed because we were naked. In that one moment, in that one moment, the whole of the world was changed and the world began to groan. Fear, sorrow. I had never felt these feelings before and I didn't like them. And, and this, this knowledge of good and evil that seemed to be such a desirable thing, well, it was not what we thought it was and we didn't want it. And, but it was too late. It's too late. What was done was done. It was the cool of the evening, a time we always looked forward to having sweet fellowship with God. And we heard him. And we hid, trembling with fear from the presence of the one who created us and loved us. And then God said, Adam, where are you? Adam came out of hiding. In shame, he stood before God. And he said, I was naked and ashamed, and I heard you, and I was afraid, and I hid. God said, who told you you were ashamed? Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I told you not to eat of? Adam said, the woman you gave me. <laughs> This was the man who cherished me, loved me, cared for me. And now he accused me. But he didn't just accuse me, he accused God. I deserved it. I gave him the, the fruit of, of a curse and not the fruit of a blessing. But God did not deserve it. No, he did not. Then God turned to me and said, what have you done? I said, the serpent, he did deceive me and I ate and it was then that God began to pass judgment on all three of us. And to the serpent, he said, because you have done it, you will be cursed among all the beasts of the field. And on your belly you will go and you will eat the dust of the ground all the days of your life. And there will be hostility between you and the woman, between the seed, the woman's seed and your seed. And then he said to me, in great pain, you will have and sorrow you will have in having children. And then to Adam, he said, because you have listened to your wife, it still stings to this day, because you have listened to your wife and eaten of the fruit that I commanded you not to eat of, I will curse the ground because of you, and in pain you will eat of it all the days of your life. And there will be thorns and thistles, and by the sweat of your brow you will eat the bread until you return to the ground from which you came, for you from dust you came, and to dust you shall return. I have to tell you, Adam and I said not a word, for God was right in everything he said. But even in his judgment, there was a promise. 
when he said that the seed of the woman would destroy the evil one. And we have held on to that promise. We've held on to that promise for these many, many years. Well, Adam gave me a new name <clears throat> for up until that time I was just called woman. He called me Eve, the mother of all living. For Adam knew, he believed God's word that I would have children and that that seed would come through that child and we have waited. Well, remember when we ate the forbidden fruit and we saw we were naked and we were ashamed. Well, we tried to, we tried to cover ourselves with fig leaves. We sewed fig leaves together, but it did not work. No, it did not. It was God who would have to provide our covering for us. And so an animal had to be killed. Innocent blood had to be spilled. It was a sad day for us as we saw God choose the animal that would be the sacrifice for us. This, this was the animal that, that Adam had named, had cared for, had, had watched over, had, had played with. This animal, like all the animals, was not afraid of us, but now we had to watch God slaughter this animal. This would be the beginning of many sacrifices to God to cover our sins. Then God said, Behold the man. He has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And before he reaches out and takes from the tree of life and eats it and lives forever, well, that's when he drove us from our home. We didn't want to leave. And he placed angels with a flaming sword to protect us, to keep us from going back in and taking from that tree. But even this, even this was God's love for us. For if we had eaten from that tree of life, we would have lived forever in our sins. And there would be no hope for me, for us, or for future generations to come. Well, now life had certainly changed for us. <laughs> We no longer lived in paradise. We no longer lived with God's sweet fellowship. Now there was sin, and there was death, and there was sorrow upon sorrow upon sorrow. But then came the news that I was expecting my first child. I was so excited and yet so very much afraid because I had remembered the words that God had said that you would have children in great pain and sorrow you would have children. Well, my time came. <laughs> it was nothing that I had imagined, and it was, the pain was unbearable, and I didn't think this child was going to come, but when he came, I <coughs> held him in my arms. I forgot all about the pain. And I thank God for giving me a man-child. We named him Cain, 
But we thought he would be the seed. Never thought that he would bring so much pain in my life. And then we bore, I bore another child, a son, Abel. And we watched our two sons grow to be men. Abel, he was a shepherd. He watched over his flocks and, and protected them. He was a righteous man and he believed God's word and he obeyed it. King, he was a farmer. His hands were huge with calluses from working in the ground. He worked long hours and he took great pride in his produce. Now, we had, we had told our children what God expected as far as his offerings and sacrifices to him. And for many years, they carried those out according to his will. Until one day when we brought our sacrifices to God and Cain brought his sacrifice. It was his produce. He thought God should accept his produce, his offering. And God was pleased with Abel's offering sacrifice of an animal, but he was not pleased with Cain's sacrifice of his produce. And Cain was angry. You could, angry with God, and you could see that anger on his face. God even said to him, why are you angry? If you obey my word, you will be accepted. But if you rebel, sin is crouching at the door, waiting to rule over you, but you must rule over it. He rejected God's warning. And the seed of rebellion grew in his heart. My son, my two sons, Abel and Cain, went out to the fields to talk. Cain came back. Abel did not. Cain in his anger rose up and struck Abel and buried him in the ground. God said to him, where's, where's your brother? My son laughed. He said, am I brother's keeper? I don't know where he's at. God said, what have you done? His blood cries to me from the ground. Cain thought he could silence his brother, but he could not silence his blood. God passed judgment on Cain that day. He said that he would never again farm the, the ground that he so loved to do that he would be a fugitive and a wanderer all the days of his life. Cain cried, he said. He said, if someone finds me, they will kill me. This is too hard to bear. But God in his mercy put a mark on him so that if anybody found him, that they would not kill him. And then, Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. I still remember the day he left. I 
did not want him to leave. I cried for him to come back. I know. I know. He killed my son. I, I lost both of my sons that day. And I grieved for them both. And the flood, the memory of the Garden of Eden came flooding back to me. And God said that in pain and sorrow you will have children. It was that day again Adam and Eve saw the reality of our sin. Oh, we have we have not seen Cain since. But we have heard of him. He has become an enemy of God. And many of our own have followed in the way of Cain. But God gave us another son. And we named himself. He is the one that we believe that God will bring that line through of the seed of the woman who would come through him. And later, when Seth had a child, it was then that we began to call upon the name of the Lord. We began to proclaim the name of the Lord. <laughs> Please, hear what I have said to you. I am an old woman, and I have had many children, and I am nearing death. And I have seen what the world was like before. And I've seen what the world is like after. Adam and I, we have seen how the world has changed. But each and every day has become more and more evil. God, Satan tempts the same way today that he did back in the garden with me. He wanted me to doubt God's word and to doubt God. And I turned my eyes away from the Lord God and did what was right in my own eyes. Heed my words. He wishes to tempt you and to cause you to fall. Know God. Know his word. Cling to him. Cling to him. Follow after the one true God. There have been many tears since the day that we were driven out of the Garden of Eden. But we have trusted in the promise of the Lord God that he would send the seed to save us. For the seed of the woman would destroy Satan and all his work. And so we have waited. And so we will continue to call upon the Lord God 
and we will continue to offer sacrifices to cover our sins until the seed comes. God will restore us to himself. God will keep his promise. I must go now. I am tired. I, you come back and visit me again. I must go now. Therefore, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Romans 5:12. Galatians 4, 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through God. Romans 5, 6 through 11. For while we were still weak, the right time Christ died for the ungodly. But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Sin, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood. Much more shall we be saved from him, saved by him through the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Revelations 21, 1-6 Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be, the, be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated at the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he also said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. Revelation twelve seventeen, And the Spirit and the Bride says, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty come, let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Revelations 22, 20, and 21. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen.